0: Every challenge that I have is I'm learning something from it and it's going to be an opportunity for me to eventually teach other people like, oh, this is what happened to me. This is how I felt. And here's how you can kind of move through it.
1: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world.
2: Thanks to Zen Business for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Starting a business doesn't mean you have to be an expert. Zen Business makes the business stuff easier so you can stay focused on your passion. Get started today for as low as $49 at zenbusiness.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to Jiminy's, maker of sustainable dog food made with cricket protein. Cricket protein is a superfood, delicious, nutritious, sustainable, humane, and prebiotic. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to jiminy's.com slash dreamjob and use code dreamjob20 at checkout. Also, thanks to Amazon Music. Amazon Music is a streaming platform for both music and podcasts. To try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days, go to amazon.com slash dreamjob30. And thanks to ID Tech. ID Tech makes learning fun for kids and teens with live instructors leading engaging and challenging courses in game development, coding, design, math, and even robotics. To save $150 on weekly small group semesters, go to idtech.com slash dreamjob with promo code dreamjob. You can also get started with a one-on-one tutoring lesson for just $49. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know about a training that I have for you. It's about 10 beliefs that might be blocking you right now. These are the things that might be in the way of you bringing in more abundance into your life. I feel like there are just so many things we don't realize that are resistance. And the more we become aware of these things, the more we can stop thinking a certain way, stop believing a certain way, stop taking certain actions, we can really work around the stuff that's invisible. But once it's in our awareness, we get it. And we can actually start to see a lot more coming into our life. So if you want to check this out, just go to kathyheller.com slash receive. Kathy's with a C, kathyheller.com slash receive. This is a really quick 10 beliefs that you can just start to process that are going to make a powerful shift in your life. Go check it out, kathyheller.com slash receive. All right. So today you're going to hear a special chat I had with one of our students, Alyssa Boyer. She's a mentor to highly sensitive people and she helps people set boundaries, reduce overwhelm, manage their energy and love who they are. She's been a fan of the podcast for a few years. And last year she joined one of my programs, which gave her the push to start her own membership. It's been so beautiful to see how she's growing it and having the courage to raise her prices even. But what's even more important and more impressive is how she saw the vision and then executed her vision because this is what I always want. I want you to reach for a higher branch. I want you to start to have that expansion of knowing what's possible and seeing what's possible. I want to give a big thank you to Alyssa for letting us share this with all of you. I know it's so inspiring to see someone who's been walking beside you and then you see them doing things and they actually come to fruition. So let's get into this. Here's my conversation with the amazing Alyssa Boyer.
0: Hi Alyssa. So good to see you.
2: It's so good to see you. I'm excited to have this conversation. It is so impressive what you have built. I want to sort of like rewind a little bit and I want you to tell everybody where you were and what happened. What was the transformation that gave you, first of all, the clarity of knowing your idea and then tell us a little bit about the journey of what's happened.
0: Yeah, where it all started for me. I mean, I started out all of the work I'm doing just simply because I was just passionate about. Writing and I was getting really inspired. I had gone through some tough times in my life with digestive issues and all of this stuff. And I started learning about like holistic healing and how your emotions can affect and like stress can affect your body. And so I was learning all of these things, which was like just changing my life. And so I started blogging about it. I never had an intention to like turn it into a business, nothing like that. But after about a year and a half of blogging, Sometimes I would write about being a sensitive person because I'm very sensitive. I'm definitely like an empath. Um, all of that, yep. I I, <laughs> I I feel like you and like so many people in your community are so such empaths, like deep feelers. So I started talking about that and I found that anytime I wrote about that, people really resonated with it. And so I was, you know, doing all this while listening to your podcast, and I think maybe it was your second round of Made to Do This, I'm not sure, but it was in, like, May of 2020, I did your, I think, what was it, five-day challenge, and I was like, crap, I think I need to do this program, and I'd never invested in myself, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, like, so nervous, but it was, like, a no-brainer, like, I literally told my fiancé at the time, now husband, and he's like, do it, so purchased the program that night and it was also right ab- around my birthday. I'm a fellow Gemini, so love that. And so it was cute because my parents gave me like a $300 like money towards the, the course and they're like, follow your dreams. So anyway, I dove in and immediately loved it. What really drew me to the program and like to you is like you're big on action. I'm a big action taker. I'm definitely one of those people who sometimes I don't think things through enough and I just do it because I'm like passionate. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, let's go. And so I've always been that way. And I liked that about you because I'm like, whatever, we'll figure it out. And I loved that the program was like live calls and we were very immersed in it together versus me just like sitting down and watching pre recorded videos. So, I mean, a lot to share there, but. Basically, you know, by the end of the course, I knew when I went into it, I knew that I wanted to create a membership community. For some reason, that always really spoke to me. And so that was my goal as I moved through it. I'm like, okay, that's going to be what I do. So at the very end of the program, I did a very messy launch of my membership community. It literally was like in a Facebook group, I didn't have a platform, nothing fancy but I did like a founding members launch where I was like, okay, I'm going to, it's going to be 12 bucks a month, like super cheap. And you're going to help me build this. So I had 12 people join me to start out. I learned a ton. It was not perfect. I Um, love Yeah. And it was amazing. And now, so what, you know, what is it? I don't know. Almost a year, a year and a couple of months later, I now have over 120 people in the group. I have, I now charge 44 a month. It's on a nice platform. It's like, evolved a ton and literally I just needed to take action and so your program was like the catapult for me I'm like all right I guess I'm making a business now like who knew so oh gosh that is such a cool story (laughs) yes yes yes
2: yes yes and by the way you guys this is not because um made to do this is open for enrollment I don't even know if we're ever doing made to do this again that's a sidebar like I'm having this conversation with Alyssa because this is fire, right? So often we make great the enemy of good, and we say, "Oh my God, how could I really, you know, start a business? I don't have it dialed in. I don't have my crap together." Blah 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 blah. Whatever it is. Also, we think, you know, what would happen? What would need to happen in us, you know, in order for us to make an actual like real amount of money? We we always think that so many things would be would be necessary. So now she has 120 people in her membership paying $44 a month. Can you imagine how would your life change if you did something you wanted to do anyway, something you would have done for free, a conversation you want to be having anyway, and now you're making thousands of dollars a month to create this experience for other people. It is just incredible. And I love seeing you talk about this because Taktis was here a couple weeks ago who's been in our community who started selling uh, traditional Pakistani clothing and she made $60,000 in net revenue before the year even ended during a pandemic. And here you are talking about a membership, right? I just think that it's, it's so important that we see a more expansive possibility. And it used to be the case that you were either going to be a fireman, a veterinarian, you were going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, right? There was like a few possible roads, but to think that talk, comes on and she says, I don't even sew the clothes, but I wanted to affiliate for women in Pakistan who could sew these clothes and I could sell them here. It's like, she could curate that. She could be the buyer. And here you are saying, what if instead of like, right now this minute having a best-selling book or what if instead of right now putting on events in the middle of a pandemic i just created a membership i just created something where the promise of the offer was we get to have this conversation in community and that turns out to be something that people are willing to pay for if you're sitting here right now and you're listening to this i want you to just feel how good it feels To just know that there is a possibility for you to exchange your gift, your energy with the world in exchange for more energy coming back, more fulfillment, more community, more people in your life, and more money without you having to make it harder than it has to be. Why does it have to be hard? Why does it mean that in order for you to make thousands of dollars a month, you have to first? sew those clothes. You have to first manufacture that. You have to first write six books. You have to first, who the hell knows? And so not to mention what I love, Alyssa, about your story is here you are creating something around a part of yourself being a highly sensitive person. And she says, hmm, I wonder if there are other people who identify with that. Ah, you know, it's so good, even that, like, She's not saying, hey, you want to be in a membership? I guarantee you, you're going to make six figures Like in order to create a membership. like it ha- How about, do you want to be around other people who get you, who you can learn from, who you can support? Yes, I do. Here's my credit card, right? And you're not Gwyneth Paltrow. It's not like you already have a household name. It wasn't, wasn't needed, right? And where it's going to go from here is mind-boggling. So tell us about why you chose a membership and tell us about memberships. What are the first six steps that actually worked? What's your membership about? How do you structure it and how do you sell it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I just want to say too what you're saying about like, why does it have to be hard? It literally doesn't have to be hard. And that would every time my mantra, I think I got this from Susie Moore, like, let it be easy. Like oh. I just go back to that all the time. Cause we overcomplicate things. So yeah, to me, I don't know. A membership was always what I wanted to start out doing because I'm somebody who loves creating content. Like I think it's very fun to like create graphics and like write things. Like that's just like my thing. I love it. So And I was a part of um, Gabby Bernstein's Miracle Membership. So I was really inspired by how she has that laid out. It's like a monthly meditation, an audio, and then like journal prompts. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do, but it's going to be for HSPs, highly sensitive people. So yeah, the way I structure it is, and it hasn't changed been the same since day one. It's every single month we have a different topic that we focus on that impacts highly sensitive people. So people pleasing, boundary setting, self-worth things like that and they get a meditation they get like a little exclusive podcast for me journal prompts and then i bring in a guest expert and we do a monthly meetup on zoom just to like connect with each other and share and all of that so honestly like i was charging so little at first but i had to kind of you know get feedback and things like that so even now 44 bucks a month i'm like that's a lot of stuff that I'm i'm sharing with people and for me it was a lot of trial and error and it was also a lot of needing to be open to feedback from people. I think that like, that was one of the things I definitely learned from you and made to do this is like, you have to ask, like we, it can be really easy to just assume we know, but if I would have done that, I wouldn't have been able to serve people in the way that was best for them. So yeah, some of the feedback I got was at first I wasn't doing monthly meetings and they're like, no, we really want to meet in person. Added that. Like, I started taking things in and you know, i literally just put out a survey to my members yesterday, like getting more feedback. So I think being very open and not taking it as like, oh, I'm doing something bad. If someone doesn't like something like, no, it's just an opportunity to serve them better. Um, and also to anyone who's like watching, who wants to start a membership, like I learned so much from Stu McLaren where he's like the founding members launch. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like just start out, get your people. That was kind of the method that I followed. So it was a lot less pressure on myself. So they could really help me kind of build it into what they wanted it to be. And now, you know, it's, it is that I'm getting great feedback. And it's like, I'm not an expert. I I would call myself an expert now, but I don't have a degree. I didn't, I don't have a special certification. And I used to think that was something that like would hinder me, but actually like You just have to have figured some things out for yourself and be able to share that with others. And that's really what I do. And people, like you always say, people just want to be seen. Like, that's the main thing I've found. They just want to be seen. So it's been, like, incredibly fulfilling and fun, honestly. It's fantastic. And since I really
2: want to shine a light on what really is at the core of what makes this work. I'm going to direct a conversation now to that end, which is Gay Hendrix, who wrote the big leap when he came back on the podcast a second time. And I asked him more about the upper limit. He said, ultimately our upper limit is correlated to our capacity to receive. And so if we wanna talk about building a business, we're really talking about abundance. We're really talking about expansion. We're really talking about generating wealth. And ultimately what has to shift is the capacity to receive and our willingness to tolerate all of that that comes. And so I wanna ask you about that because you were in to do this and whatever program I've ever done, Whenever I'm talking to anyone in my audience, whether it's in DM or email or at a retreat, deeply, whatever's in the way is around allowing in the blessing, feeling worthy of the blessing. And so clearly there was a point at which you decided to flip the switch and open your palms and receive. And in exchange for what you received, you gave more of your life force, right? Because money is an exchange of energy. You are there, you are giving, and then people are coming back. So let's talk about that transformation. Let's talk about what you discovered and then what you were able to shift so that you could actually have this quantum expansion. Then it becomes made manifest in the actual business. But the other part is 99% of the heavy lifting.
0: So true. And I've like been finding too with each new level, there's like a new level of expansion required for me because it gets really uncomfortable. It, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. And then you break through and I read the book, the, the Big Leap, which was just amazing. And my so my big like upper limit and where I will stop myself is I have this um, fear of like making other people uncomfortable. So I have not wanted my success to make anyone else feel bad. It's like, Oh, my gosh. And again, being like, super empathetic, super sensitive, like I, have in my past, I've been the person that really like dims my light to make other people feel more comfortable, because I can feel other people's response to me, you know, so I'm like, Oh, I don't want them to like not like me or whatever. So that was my upper limit for a long time, not almost like you almost sabotage yourself, because you don't want to make anyone else feel bad. But The truth is, and I had to realize, like, I work really hard. Like, I'm extremely committed. I show up every day. I'm super consistent. Like, I'm doing the work to deserve these great results. And so, you know, it's an uncomfortable shift. But, like, that's kind of how I started having to see it. It's, like, you're doing the work. If people want that, they do the work and they, they show up for themselves. And so it was a huge shift and also just, like, For me, I've had to learn how to like lean into discomfort and be okay with it. Like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong or bad or like I'm doing anything wrong. I'm just like growing and expanding. And now, you know, that's some of the most important stuff I teach to my fellow HSPs is like, it's okay that you're uncomfortable sometimes and it's okay if not everyone likes you because I've found that, like, if you're going to stand on any sort of platform and have an opinion, there's going to be some people out there that don't like you. And that's, like, been super scary to me. But I feel empowered every time I have that fear and I show up anyway. So I think that's kind of been my thing. I'm like, all right, I feel this and we're going to keep going. And eventually, I think I'm finding that expansion occurs the more I keep showing up and, and show myself that I'm the type of person who shows up despite that discomfort, you know, it's so good. I think people are vibing with what you're saying. (laughs) And
2: I want to go now deeper with this because you said that when you started, you brought in 12 people and you were charging $12. You're like, let's be scrappy. Let's do this together. And then you got to a point where you raised the price a few times over and started charging $44. Now, while $44 is not $4,000, it's still more than 12 and This is juicy because what it required again on an energetic level for you to go from 12 to 44 was an internal shift, right? You had to, you had to again, right? Like you said, there's always new levels where you need to raise your vibration in order to show up for something. I love the conversation around pricing and I hope and know that as we continue to have, you in this world, you're gonna raise your price. And I'm hoping that maybe even after this live, you're gonna raise your price, come up with some offer that's even more. But let's talk about the win that already has occurred. When you, if you're being honest, went from 12 to 44, and you might've had three iterations in between, what came up that felt bad, let's call it out, what felt scary about raising your price and allowed you to do it anyway?
0: Mm, Yeah, so it was very scary. And yeah, there was a couple iterations in between, but 44 was still a big leap. I think it went from 22 to 44. So it it doubled. Um, And the fear was, which people always say, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to charge all of this? That was the first thing. And then it was feeling like if I made any sort of mistake, if anything I did was not good enough, quote unquote, then people would leave and think that I was like a bad person for charging that much money. Like those were the fears that came up and it was really scary to me, but one thing that was, one thing that helped me was like one of my current members who was locked in at $22 a month, like I had posted like, oh, the the rate's doubling, but you know, the older members are grandfathered in. And she was like, Alyssa, like we all know that we're getting an incredible deal with you, like you are undercharging. And so to hear that from one of my members who like knows me, knows my work and said that to me, I was like, okay, there are gonna be people out here that feel this way. And yes, there are going to be people that like, look at it and they're like 44 bucks a month. Like I would never pay that, but I'm realizing like those who are willing to pay that amount of money are the ones that are committed to themselves and that see the transformations and like show up, you know, more because they have more skin in the game. So that's helping. But yeah, I mean, it was super uncomfortable and I was scared no one would sign up or people would like do it for one month and then quit right after and be like, that wasn't worth it. And yeah, of course, there's people that cancel. It's just like normal part of membership, which that's a whole other conversation because that brings up, you know, all of the insecurities there. But yeah, again, I was having to sit with the discomfort and really looking at the facts. Like I'm providing so much stuff, so much stuff. Like my time is valuable. My time is worth something and it's worth more than 22 bucks a month for the knowledge and experience and all that I'm pouring into this. But it took a long time to get to that Uh. point. I love this. So
2: juicy. And I just want to go back. You said something like, who do you think you are? Right. Which is perfect because that is what comes up for most people in that moment. And the flip side of it is like, yeah, who do you think you are to charge $12? Like people want something that's much more juicy. Right. Like, so true. Why do you think that anyone wants something that's cheaper? Right. As Seth Godin says, low cost is a race to the bottom. (laughs) How inexpensive can I make it means I don't need to, I can put preservatives in this all day long, right? I can cut corners all day long. And today I was actually listening to um, a woman I love, friend of mine, Jerisha Hawk. And she was doing a little video on her Instagram about price. And she said, If you're sitting in my programs, like ask yourself, like, was the price the defining factor in why you chose this? Was it about the price? And what you'll learn if you do any kind of like data research is that if someone isn't buying, it's not because of price. It's because you have not communicated the value. So we don't ever actually buy price, we buy value. So that's number one. Number two is when you said, well, I thought about you know what my time is worth and all of this. It's like, you can take that approach, absolutely. But I like to do a quantum approach, which is if you actually got honest with where you're at energetically in terms of where you are resonating all of it, the sum total of all your beliefs, the ones that are powerful, the ones that are limiting, what would you need to do to line up with receiving more money? And that might take you 60 seconds, might take you 10 minutes, might take you a weekend, but that's the work, right? That's the work. Because when somebody shows up and the energy is rich, we want it. And you can decide to put, you know, lipstick on a little pig, right? But like, we still see what it is, right? And God forbid, I'm not calling you or anybody else a pig. I'm <laughs> trying to think of an example in the moment. And that's kind of a weird one. But you get what I mean. It's like, you can kind of like, pretend, but ultimately, we want to feel the integration. We wanna know that this person's in integrity and that is not something that you have to calculate with pen and paper, like, well, it's my time and it's it's, it's all in here, right? Like what's happening? Like people are picking up what you're putting down, right? So do you have a million dollar vibe? Do you have a million dollar vibe or is the vibration not so much, right? I see it from miles away. I look at influencers online. I see people's Instagram feeds and I'm just like, "Eh," you know, like I don't feel the depth and the substance. I don't feel how integrated this is. And then there's other times where someone might have a lot less going on in terms of branding, right? But you can just feel it like boom, right? This person's energy is dropped in fully lit up like a Christmas tree. They are there. They're there. And you want what they're, whatever they're breathing in. And so look what happened, right? You charged more, your membership has increased. So, like, what would it take for you? Let's just play with this for a second mm-hmm. to charge even more.
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said about the quantum shift and having to make that leap. And it's so energetic. And I think it's really, yeah, being able to embody like, really, it's really the embodiment of being like, I deserve this, this is what my energy is, like, because I know, I don't know if you say it, or other people say it, where it's like, people will pay to be in your energy, like, it's the truth. And I know, like, when I see a higher price point, when I'm shopping, or things like that, I automatically perceive a higher value. And so it's definitely a shift mentally for myself, and how I view myself, and seeing myself as some somebody who is of higher value. But it's also like, Small things for me have actually been shifts that help me energetically. So, for instance, like if I'm doing work, like for me, I, I like feeling put together because it makes me just feel like I'm right. And it's like I'm like big into like, well, I'm not wearing them today, but usually like big earrings, like bright earrings, like that makes me feel like a boss. So, it's like doing those little things kind of adds up to being like, okay, I have this like worthiness energy. So, yeah, it shifts like that. But also, like, I, you know, I'm a big meditator and kind of, like, doing that deep inner work. Like, okay, what are the things that are blocking me from believing that I'm worthy of this? Because I think it has to feel clean within ourselves. Like, you know, we can say all of the things, but we have to actually be able to believe it and embody it. But it's hard. And I think, you know, a lot of times, or at least in my experience, I've had to take steps to, like, okay, now it's 44 Next time, maybe it's 60, maybe next time it's a hundred, but like taking those steps, but not doing something that feels like super uncomfortable because then, you know, I can be one of those people who's like, oh, it's a hundred bucks a month. But like in my head, I'm like freaking out, then it doesn't have the good energy. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of that self-work. You could do something
2: where you don't
0: necessarily have to raise
2: the price of your membership, but you create something else that the membership becomes a springboard for. Where there is a different container, it could be a live, you know, meetup, a retreat that's two or three days, which is could be fifteen hundred dollars, could be twenty five hundred dollars. It could also be that you do some kind of like a eight week intensive. It could be so many things, right? That could happen. It could even be one on one. You know, you take a group of people, ten people, they get one on one plus they get this group, whatever it is. This conversation is so good. Before we go on, I just want to thank our sponsors. I'm a big supporter of anything that makes learning exciting for my kids outside of the traditional classroom. And ID Tech makes learning fun for kids and teens with live instructors leading engaging and challenging courses in game development, coding, design, math, and even robotics. Curriculum is developed in partnership with tech giants like Roblox and Minecraft, top universities like MIT, and innovators like Dude Perfect and Damon John, who you might hear on the podcast soon, wink, wink. With ID Tech, they can go from simply playing games to creating their own worlds. And no matter the interest or skill level, there's a fit for everyone, including options from one-on-one tutoring to weekly small group semesters. I've been trying to encourage my daughters to follow their entrepreneurial spirit. So I love that ID Tech gives them a way to dig their hands into those skills and learn about those things like logo design, marketing, and web development. And what's really great is that scheduling is fast and flexible. So it's easy to find something that works with our calendar. To save $150 on weekly small group semesters, go to idtech.com slash dreamjob with promo code dreamjob. That's idtech.com slash dreamjob with promo code dreamjob to save $150 and have your kids start learning online from a live instructor. Plus, you can also get started with a one-on-one tutoring lesson for just $49. Amazon Music is a streaming platform for both music and podcasts. They have over 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to, including my show. With Amazon Music, you can also listen to the hilarious podcast Smart List one week before everyone else. It's hosted by some of my favorite people, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman. And they just had an awesome episode with Jerry Seinfeld. You can also listen to the breathtaking true crime podcast, Doctor Death, Miracle Man, two weeks early on Amazon Music. In addition to podcasts, they also have tons of music. They have over seventy-five million songs, thousands of music stations, and top playlists. I kick off my mornings by blasting songs from my favorite artists like Megan Trainor and John Mayer and Rachel Platten and Charlie Puth and Ben Rector. I love that with Amazon Music Unlimited, I can listen to any song anywhere offline, and I can get unlimited skips. Plus, it helps that I can go hands-free with Alexa. So if I'm taking my daughters to school, I can. Drive- safely and still be the DJ. For limited time, new customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days. No credit card required. Just go to amazon.com slash dream job 30. That's amazon.com slash dream job 30 to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days. Renews automatically cancel anytime terms apply. I also want to talk about how this happens, like breaking it down into other pieces. One piece is like we said, communicating the value. And so how do you do that? Like, are you utilizing going live on Instagram, podcasting, doing boot camps? How are you showing up and being visible and communicating the value of this offer?
0: Yeah, all of the above. So I was scared, of course, to do Instagram live that like last year, whatever, two years ago, before I did your program, and you talked about the importance of that. And that's where I slowly started getting more comfortable with it. And now it's like, I don't think about it. It it doesn't feel scary to me. So it was showing up live on Instagram. Also, a lot of it for me was, I create so much content, so much free content, like to the point where it's like, I know my following the people, they trust me, they know, like, and trust me, they know that I show up and provide value for free. So I have been doing that for so long that I know when I do share an offering, like they know me, they know there's going to be even more depth to it if they pay for it. So that's another way is just constantly showing up. I mean, I just recently started my own podcast in September, but before that I was showing up like being a guest on so many other podcasts, like really spreading my message as much as I could, saying yes to a lot of opportunities. I also write regularly for the publication Highly Sensitive Refuge. It's like the a really big blog for highly sensitive people. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have a call to action there. I'm going to have a lead generator, like doing all sorts of different mediums to kind of get my message out. And then in terms of communicating the, like the offer and the value, I I remember, I always try to think of this, like something that you taught, which is like, I think a lot, like a lot of times when we try to sell something, we're like, here are all the things that you're going to get. And I used to do that and like, it didn't work people want to know what they're going what the transformation is so that always plays in my head when i'm like typing copy when i'm trying to think of how to say it i'm like what where do they want to be i like and that's where i always go to when i when i do that right what
2: she's referring to is we say people don't buy the process right they buy the outcome right they want to know what's the transformation and speaking of the transformation i think since you are correct in saying that a lot of our folks in this community as well as yours are empathetic you might say also highly sensitive in a good way. I want to talk a little bit about being a highly sensitive person. I want to learn from you today. What are some of the things that you, you do offer to us to understand how to better function. But before we go into that, I thought one way to segue into that would be to ask you, since we've been talking about the sales piece, how have you handled being highly sensitive and showing up and being visible And letting it be that people will think whatever they'll think about you or buy or not buy without feeling so weighed down and holding so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was that has been and will always continue to be one of the harder parts of showing up online is being so sensitive and, you know, easily getting impacted by people like that's my work. What helps me a lot is like I view myself as like every challenge that I have is I'm learning something from it and it's going to be an opportunity for me to eventually teach other people like, Oh, this is what happened to me. This is how I felt. And here's how you can kind of move through it. So that always like inspires me when there's hard things. Cause there are, because now that my platform has grown quite a bit, now I'm getting like the harsh comments, people just being jerks. And it's like the immediate reaction. I don't know if this will ever change, but is that like heart you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like it just hurts and it sucks. Especially when you're like, you know you're coming from a good place. It's hard not to like take it personally. Something that really, really helps me is, and I did a podcast episode about this. Um, It's about anything that like triggers you, like anything that invokes that response. It's always an opportunity to look beneath the surface and see what's going on there. Like why, and as much as you can kind of take ownership of the experience and do things to self-soothe. So that's like my go-to. Like I had a woman write me a mean email I don't know, a couple months ago, and it it hurt my feelings. I felt so stupid. And I, you know, my immediate response was like, I'm never going to send an email again. Like, this is so embarrassing. And then when I sat with it and kind of like got curious about how I was feeling, it was like, it's just hitting on insecurities that I had when I was a kid. It was hitting on me feeling like I'm not as smart as my brother, you know, and it's bringing up these old feelings. So for me, that's something I do is like, kind of see what's beneath the trigger for me. And then something that's just like, that I would recommend to all empathetic sensitive people is like, I love cord cutting meditations where you kind of ha- you cut the energetic ties because myself and so many others that I talk to, like, especially if you're showing up online, you're, you're feeling so much of people's energy and all the things. And if you're in the position where you're helping people too like, it can be hard not to like take on all of their burdens. So I love cord cutting meditations. Um, and I, I created one for sensitive people that, think it's in my bio right now that's something I recommend as well just like having good self-care practices is a non-negotiable if you're sensitive because we we won't be able to show up in a healthy way without it It and we need boundaries like there's so much there
2: and I have to say you know actually up until this very moment I don't think I've ever really said this out loud but you're helping me in this moment to know that more than you know, 25 million downloads of a podcast or publishing a book or, you know, generating eight figures in revenue. I think really the most impressive thing, if I really step aside, look at my life, pull over and look at my life is I am so highly sensitive. I am such an empath Mm -hmm. that it is unbelievable that I have been able to let go of fully carrying everybody's every single feeling In order so that i could actually move forward i remember how many of you know mary oliver her work is amazing and of course she passed away but her work is so incredible and there's a poem she wrote called wild geese it's one of her more famous poems so a lot of people know it but the very first line just the very first line of the poem is you don't have to be good you don't have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert like those are the first two lines and when I first heard that poem, somebody read it to me for the first time I'd ever heard it, and I started to cry immediately when I heard, you don't have to be good. You don't have to walk on your knees for a 1,000 miles because my entire life, I was so good and I was so adept at making every person feel so seen and so heard and so safe that I would completely turn myself into a pretzel, set myself on fire as long as everybody was okay. And to carry that amount of responsibility with you, it's a road for burnout and it is so unhealthy and it is, it is impossible to do. And um, I've done so much work on that. You know, I've spent weeks in therapy, on retreats, sound baths in and out of sessions, like, you know, healing, so much healing to untie that codependency. And when Terry Cole was on my podcast, she said, "You're an overfunctioning codependent." And I know so many people, mostly women, who carry it as a badge of honor how much we overfunction, and it is not healthy we get praise for it as kids. It's like, well, you're the easy one. You're the peacemaker. You're the good one. You do this, you do that. You do this, you do that. And it's like, yeah, meanwhile, I am dying inside, you know? Um, And in order truly for us to be generous to the world, we have to, like you said, cut the cord, like you have those meditations. We have to do that because it's, it's very difficult to soar when you're way down. It's very difficult to be a stand for other people and and all of that, and I've like learned in my own journey I mean Alyssa was in my program like I would sit in those programs and literally give every single ounce of energy that I have in my life force on those calls, and that is something that I still will always be doing, but the degree and the way in which I hold had to change in order for me to show up and help people. Um, which is why I said, I don't know if we're ever going to do made to do this again, because it was a colossal 12 weeks. I'm on twice a week. Each call is two hours. <laughs> People would be like, well, you're so amazing. I mean, it's incredible. I'm like, yeah, I'm literally like, you know, nobody does this, you know? And it's not just like, oh, here's my PowerPoint. It's like, here's my entire self. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have learned so much and I, I so value the work that you're doing. So to go a little bit deeper into it, I want to ask you, for those of us who are listening, help us. Let's start with a little bit of like a pop quiz. How do you know if you're an HSP? There's a lot of people who would think, well, I'm sensitive, but like tell me a couple of the key notes that if you play these notes often enough, that actually <laughs> means you're not just like a nice person. You're a highly sensitive person. What, what are some of those things that we can look for?
0: Yeah. So first and foremost, the empathy, people who are highly sensitive, like this is like a legit, like scientific, scientifically researched trait. And so, yeah, people who are highly sensitive have more active mirror neurons in the brain, which are responsible for empathy. So literally they've done like brain scans and they, it lights up more. So there is literally enhanced empathy. So that's one piece of it. Also, there are going to be the sensory things that you're, you're going to tend to be more sensitive to, and it's going to depend on every single person. So maybe like itchy clothing is like just, it drives you crazy. Maybe you have to have the lighting just so. Maybe you're very uh, sensitive to smells, things like that. That can be another piece of it. Highly sensitive people also like process things on a really deep level. So you're going to notice little details and notice little patterns and make connections that a lot of people don't even notice because you're simply like, I always say that it feels like you're kind of missing a barrier between yourself and the rest of the world. You're just like open, you're just feeling it all. And then of course there's like the emotionally sensitive piece. There's definitely a misconception. Like if you're sensitive, you're just like crying all the time. Like that's not the case. I mean, many will cry easily. I definitely do, but not always, but you're going to be just more, you you experience life in a really rich way. So you might see a sunset and it might make you cry. And that's just like being highly sensitive. And I think that's beautiful. Um And the last thing I'll say is there is a test you can take on hsperson.com. And then you can see like how high you score on the sensitive person test. So that's like a a good way. But it's just a trade. It's not like a diagnosis or anything like that. So good. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> I, I 100% related
2: to all of those things. And it's so interesting because my husband will say as a joke, he's like, it's like your goal is cry. He's like, it's like, I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's like, but then everybody's crying all the time. You know, he's like, people come on your podcast and everything's normal. And then they start crying. Like, why am I crying? I'm breaking down. I'm like, I don't know. I just have that capacity. Like I'm crying first then they're crying. I have a few more things to ask you, but first I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Did you know feeding your dog with foods made from cricket protein uses less land and water to produce? It also drastically eliminates greenhouse gas emissions compared to traditional animal protein dog food. Meet Jiminy's, nutritious and sustainable food and treats for your dogs made with cricket protein and other delicious plant-based ingredients. I think this is so cool because it checks off so many boxes. It helps save the environment because insect protein is such a sustainable protein source. In fact, one five-ounce bag of Jiminy's treats saves 220 gallons of water versus traditional animal protein types. And they raise the crickets through a safe and humane method. The crickets get to live in an environment that mimics the natural world. And it's cleaner, so they're free of pathogens like E. coli and salmonella and listeria and staph. Cricket protein is also better for your dog's digestion and it's good for food sensitive dogs with allergies. Veterinarians are actually using Jiminy's and elimination diets to determine food allergies. My friend raves about Jiminy's all the time. She's been feeding it to her dog and said that he just loves it and she's noticed how much better his digestion has improved. So if you want to do something good for your dog, good for the planet and good for your conscience, then try it out. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to jiminy's.com slash dream and use code dreamjob 20 at checkout. That's J I M I N Y S dot com slash stream job with code dreamjob20 People always tell me, I feel so called to turn my passion into a business, but I don't know any of the business stuff. Well, good news. You don't need to be a business expert to start your own business. Zen Business empowers you to turn your awesome idea into a money-making company by helping you create, run, and grow your own business all from one platform. They handle fast and simple business formation for LLC, nonprofit, and other business structures. Plus, worry-free compliance and annual filings to your business keeps its good standing and avoids fines and penalties from the state. You can even secure an employer ID number so that you can open a bank account, hire a employees, and protect your personal assets. I love that Zen Business is making it so easy for anyone to start their own business. They have an amazing library of resources on their website for entrepreneurs, including hundreds of articles on topics like marketing your business, financing, ideas, and tips. And they have a really simple pricing structure to follow so you can pick whatever service or tool you need, like an agreement template, business license support, or even a registered agent to make sure your business follows all the legal requirements. Zen Business has helped hundreds of thousands of people to get their business off the ground by guiding them every step of the way and making it easier to launch a successful business. Get started today for as low as $49 at zenbusiness.com slash dreamjob. That's zenbusiness.com slash dreamjob. Let me ask you this. So what is one thing that we should look out for if you're an HSP that is a little bit of a landmine, like problematic, that we should maybe think about trying to avoid or course correct? And then if you would also add, what's one thing that's actually a benefit that we could maybe then channel? and use for leverage of a better day even
0: yeah problematic because i see so many hsp's do this myself and you kind of already touched on it where it's just like overgiving and letting other people's energy kind of drain you or just like giving yourself way too much and not knowing your limits and your boundaries and your episode with terry cole i listened to that several times i've sent it to so many people Many of my HSP clients, like guys need to listen to this. So boundaries are so key, like we have to have them. Otherwise we're going to be depleted. And honestly, that's no one's fault except for our own. And a lot of times it's like, oh no, I'm an empath. So like I get drained, like, no, that's not how we do things. Like I'm not gonna go around doing that. So (laughs) yeah, we have that tendency because we're empathetic, but we don't have to like have that be something that hinders us, so set those boundaries. And I think the thing that's like a huge benefit is the way we can connect emotionally and deeply with people is amazing. Like that's, I think that really helped me a lot in growing my business because I have the ability to like really listen to people and really care, care about, and like want to serve people in a genuine way. And so I think me being highly sensitive really was served me in building my business because, you know, it just allows me to have those deep emotional connections with people. And I think when you're working with humans and trying to like help them improve their lives, like people can feel if it's legit and you care. And so I think that's like a huge thing, like highly sensitive people. We tend to be able to sniff out like fakeness. Like I don't do fake, like it's genuine and real or it's nothing. And so I think that allows us to have real connections with people, which is really cool.
2: Oh my gosh. Those are so good. Both of them. And on the sort of the ladder, yeah, a hundred percent. It is such a gift because I always say that sales is really intimacy, right? That's what it is. And Colleen, my integrator, we were just on a Zoom call and she's like, you could literally sell anything because the way you connect is such a unicorn. Like you connect with people and then they're like, What? What is it? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I'm to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really even more important than what we were talking about before when we were talking about sort of raising your energy in terms of the ability to receive. While that is like, it is a thing, right? It is part of our quantum dance with the universe, right? And with other people. And we can feel that so immediately. But what's even more so important in terms of the energetic ability to transact, to transform impact people it's the quality of the residents, and people will say that to me all the time you know Kathy I don't know what it is about you but I just feel so safe with you or I just feel like I can tell you anything or I just could tell you we're different from the beginning and that has been such an incredible gift and I remember talking to Byron Katie about this and I said, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of like abuse in my house and I was always the peacemaker. And you know, my parents did this and that. And she's like, or is it really such an extraordinary journey? Because everything you you did, you chose to do that, that as a soul, as like a, a fledgling little life led you to have the capacity to do it so easily now. Like, it's just like what you do. And I was like, oh my God, she totally helped me reframe growing up like that. And, and it is an honor, right? It's an honor when people feel safe with you. You know, we live in a world where that is not something people find on every street corner is this, this feeling every day of like, wow, this person is safe. And that's just not something that I could ever separate from who I am. You know, like we live in a time where things are so divisive and political and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I literally love people so much. Like people will be like, oh, I'm a dog person. I'm a cat person. I fostered eight dogs. I'm like, if I could, I would literally foster every adult. (laughs) So for me, it's like to think that I'm going to get into it with someone because of who they voted for or what they think. It's just like, it's so far in left field. I just see like this person in front of me is a gift and I'm going to get to unwrap it and look at how they connect to who they are, how they connect to why they're here. We're all searching and struggling with the same things, which is I want this life of mine to be meaningful. And all that stuff that we allow to separate us is so superficial when you really think about how much we truly have that we share, it's so fundamental, and it's so who we are, and really what everyone's doing when they're arguing about anything, any topic, is they're saying, like, I want to be safe, I don't feel safe, and this is why I don't feel safe, right, but ultimately, like, if you can just help the person in that moment, it's amazing how healing it is, how, how healing the love, like, genuine love from someone, even if they're a stranger, when somebody's kind to you, it heals you in on impact, Mm -hmm. on impact. And so I feel like I just don't get hooked in, you know, even with like the internet and people who can be rude to you. I'm just like, I don't get hooked in because even somebody who would have in a moment, like fire and words for me, it's like, Honest to God, like that person is coming off of a train of momentum that leads them to feel so distrusting that they project, like this is what this must mean, and blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, you know, feel what you feel, and and because it is so who I am, and it is so who you are, it's so steady. And I guess it's a sad commentary that that is a unique thing in the world, but it absolutely is an advantage if you are truly who you say you are and you have the ability to have empathy for people, you'll never have to worry about how successful you're going to be.
0: So true. And like, that's like, what drives me with this work is like, I want to see more people who are sensitive, deep feeling people, empathetic people who like really care about the world. Like I want to see more people like that feeling comfortable to lead the way. And a lot of times they don't because they, here you're so sensitive why do you care so much like whatever and then they also often struggle with the boundaries and they don't feel connected to who they are because they don't even know who they are because they were always giving themselves to everyone else and it's like a very sad thing because i agree it's like it is kind of a rare and unique thing and it's like i just want so much to see more people like that feel like really confident in who they are so that they can lead in their own life whether it's you know, having their own business or it's just being a great mom or like speaking up at work or whatever. Like I just, yeah, I just think we need more of that. Like you always say there's an empathy deficit, like completely agree and like want those people to feel really, really good about who they are.
2: Yeah. And that's such a beautiful desire, right? It's such an incredible, that's such an incredible thought and you're right. And I'm hoping that this live we're doing right now If there are people watching and listening who are like, you know, I identify as somebody who has a lot of heart and a lot of integrity, I think often people think that at some point, if you are growing a platform or a business of any kind, your integrity is something you might have to trade, right? Like, and then of course, it's a sabotager because it's like, well, I wanted to speak up. I wanted to lead, but... I don't want to be somebody who's, who other people don't trust. I don't want to, but, but to see Alyssa doing what she's doing and to see me doing what I'm doing, it's like, well, what if that doesn't have to be a decision that you have to make? Like, what if instead of like following, you know, those bros who sit in front of their Lamborghinis and they're like, come with me and I'm going to make it, that you see an example, like someone like Alyssa, who's like, hi, you know, like. I'm a person who wants to get this message out there. And here I, here I am, and here I'm doing it. And, and there doesn't have to be anything that's duplicitous. There doesn't have to be anything shady about it. It can actually be so good and so important. And so I want you guys to see this example of like, here she is, she started a business, and she gets to do something that she wants to do. And she's serving people right and I think people forget that in order for us to have transformation oftentimes we have to we have to take action at some point we have to have a, a transaction made and so if you deny people of that if you didn't make this this membership if you weren't making thousands of dollars a month then all the people who need this conversation and need to have it on a consistent basis where would they be where would they be showing up and doing that so one thing that you could do if you're listening to this and you are a highly sensitive empathetic cool human is you could look at the people whose businesses you admire who you'd want to switch places with and just think to yourself like could you do it even with even more care with even more generosity with even more empathy and if you could or if you think that you could offer more of that love in that way. Like, why would you not do that, right? We've already said that when people are paying for things, they're, they're not paying you because you've convinced them of the price or you didn't. It's something that you just communicated in the value of the experience. You related to this person, you created a connection, and then the value was, was clear. I and mean, this, this is what they needed. And I, I just think it's so neat that you've helped all of these people where do you want to go with this? What's your vision? Like, what would be sort of, if you could wave your magic wand, what would be the dream scenario?
0: Yeah. So my biggest vision, my next steps, like I'm actually working on a course for highly sensitive people. So you kind of like mentioned that, like having some sort of like eight or 12 week program, like that's what's next for me. Having that in addition to always having the membership being that place. Cause Something I've really found is that having community for, I mean, for everybody is very important. And I think for highly sensitive people, it can be very healing because so often we feel like we're so misunderstood. We're so alone. So fostering a community of others like you who get it is so important to me. So continuing the mem- membership, I have done one-on-one mentorship in the past, which I love, but I think as I grow, it might be more like group program style. Um, and then something that I've, dreamt of doing ever since I was seriously a little girl was writing a book. So I've been saying that for years. So I'm going to write a book. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to start working on it next year. I just want this to always be a place where if you're highly sensitive, you can get what you need at whatever price point, there's going to be something for you that's that's going to help you. So yeah, I, I really see like this just continuing to grow and and become a bigger thing.
2: That's so cool. And I'm so glad that we got to share this time today and Seth Godin said to me, he goes, You're a radical encourager. And I was like, I love that idea. It's so beautiful. I really do feel like what I really am hoping to do. My friend Emily McDowell, she's like, You know what you do? You hold up a mirror and you help people see themselves, but like the best version of themselves. And I'm like, It's so obvious to me, right? If I ever meet someone, a neighbor, an Uber driver, I'm like, Oh my God, don't you see? Look, look who you are. Look who you have. And so when people say, who am I to do that? I'm always like, who are you not to do it? You have this gift right now that by the end of the day, you could you can have just touched the lives of six people. And so of all the things that you said today on this, on this live, when you said you want to see more of the good people, more people with empathy leading, is that not what we need? Look around, right? Look at your newsfeed. Look at what's out there. And instead of sitting back and saying to yourself, well, I don't have a PhD. I didn't write a best-selling book. I'm all of those things. How about saying, what about what I have? What about this empathy? What about the ability to put like genuine love in the world? And, you know, a lot of times people think that love is something that you earn. That's business. Love is literally given. It's not earned. It's given for no reason. That's why it's called love by definition. So if you have the ability to show up and love people, right? And then it just so happens that you like talking about hand lettering or you actually make really good donuts. It's like, it's done. The people are there. They're thirsty for it. They're dying for it. The clients are there. The people are there. The money is there. The money gets exchanged for energy. And when the energy is good and palpable and kind and empathetic, no one actually cared if it was like a little bit of a different texture than the donut down the street because you, you're coming through everything, the transaction, the branding, the messaging, it's clear, it comes through the Instagram, it comes through everything, it comes through the message. The same person could say the same, two people could say the same words and it's just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Because we know when something is real and we know when it's not. So trust that that is enough. And look at people like Alyssa and say, well, you know what? She just went ahead and did it. And now she's having fun. And she's in this flow state where she's uncovering the next breadcrumb and the next breadcrumb. And that's what's so cool. You just said, I wanted to write a book, so I'm gonna. And I can't even imagine the quantum leaps that you're going to have over the next year and the year after that. Right? So." I encourage everybody who's listening to raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. And I love what you said. So I want to ask you one piece of advice as we're signing off the part. That's a little bit of a landmine where you said that oftentimes empathetic people are like, it's fine. I'll just give away everything I have and burn myself out (laughs) and like not really so great. Give us one tool before we get off today that would help us to protect to create a boundary so that we do not as a rule get drained over and over and over and over again and think that that's how life just has to be
0: yeah so i always tell people that because i think a lot of times we're like again like i said like oh i'm an empath i just get drained like we just kind of resonate with that idea i tell people before you go into any situation check in with yourself and be intentional about the energy that you're going to bring with you. I know Oprah has that quote, like, please be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. Like we can have the intention when we go into a space to be like, this is the way I'm going to feel. This is where I'm at. And continuing to like hold that intention. It might sound really simple. It is simple, but it is something that's really powerful. It's really a mindset shift and it's going from, being like a victim to your environment where it's like, Oh my gosh, everyone's going to suck me dry. Instead changing it to like, no, I'm, I'm a firm, like I'm firm with my boundary, my energetic boundary. I've got this. And throughout the situation, check in with yourself, ground yourself, feel what your feet feel like on the ground, be, you know, be mindful of your environment. And that will allow you to come back to yourself, be in your body and not, you know, let everything else be taking your energy. I think a lot of it is intention. So that's what I would say.
2: Oh my God. I love that. Like I've literally held, I don't know. I love hosting, right? I mean, it goes with being a loving, like, per, I, and like, I, as a rule will forget to eat. I'll forget to pee. I'll forget to like walk away when like, I'm my husband's like, you just literally had over and then helped each of them build a business, you coach them, you just listen to what happened, you just gave this person $10,000 for her mom's funeral. Like, where did it stop? Like, is it like, and I'm like, I'm so tired. He's like, Yeah, you're tired because you literally just like took anything you possibly had, any resource, and you're just like, Here, take it. I totally get it. And I think just that intention of like, okay, I'm going into this event or this hangout with my parents or wh- whatever it's gonna be, I'm really going to like, you know, Remember to just even notice, like how am I feeling right now, or you know, do I need to like get up and and get some water or whatever it is. It's like the smallest things. Um, I, I, I'm like a ninja at that. Like Fred Astaire can tap dance as well as I can. Be at everybody's beck and call. That's been so much of my life. So. I'm so happy that you're doing this work and I love that you're finding success in it. I'm so happy that we connected. Everybody go follow her if you're not already. And thank you for showing up today.
0: This was so fun. So awesome. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks so much for everything.
2: Oh my goodness. How awesome was that? I wanted to say another thank you to Alyssa for being so open and sharing her story. You guys can all go follow her on Instagram at life by Alyssa A-L-I-S-S-A, and check out her podcast. It's called The Sensitive and Soulful Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also going to have links in the show notes so you can join the waitlist to her membership and take the empath archetype quiz. By the way, if you have an inspiring story that you want to share, you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller because I really do want to have more of you featured on this podcast. So here are the takeaways. Takeaways number one feel how good it is to know there's a possibility for you to exchange your gift and energy with the world in exchange for more energy, fulfillment, community, and money coming back without making it harder than it has to be. Number two, be open to feedback. It's an opportunity to serve your audience better. Number three, be willing to tolerate all that comes when you open your capacity to receive. You are worthy of the blessing. Number four, lean into discomfort. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or bad. It means you're expanding. Number five, people don't buy price. They buy the value. They pay to be in your energy. Number Number six, every challenge is an opportunity to learn and teach other people how to move through it. Number seven, check in with yourself and be intentional about the energy you bring with you. Be responsible for the energy that you bring into the space. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for supporting me. It means the world. It really, really does. I'm so excited that we have so many good episodes coming up. So please subscribe on Apple podcasts or follow us on Spotify wherever you happen to listen. I don't want you to miss anything. And remember, I have this training on the 10 biggest beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So if you want to change that, you can go to kathyheller.com slash receive and grab this free training. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
3: is where the heart is